0: If you think you're not creative, I am literally begging you to listen to this episode in its entirety. Imagination is a critical life skill, and I want you to start thinking about it differently. Too many people disregard imagination and creativity as adults and label themselves as uncreative. The majority of adults don't believe they are individually creative or don't value creativity at all in others or see it as an elusive gift that you either have or you don't, which makes my heart very sad indeed. We need to redefine imagination and creativity so that we can begin to cultivate a lifestyle based on what brings us creative fulfillment. Why? Because humans are hardwired to be creative and imaginative. Otherwise, evolution would have snuffed out our ancestors long ago. Think about it. If you were a Neanderthal, our human ancestors, half a million years ago, and you didn't get creative with what you had around you, you did not survive in a very physical and real sense. So creativity was imperative to your survival. And our situation in the modern world might not be so dire on a day-to-day basis, but embracing or not embracing creativity is indeed a major contributing factor to the difference between feeling fulfilled in life and feeling completely dissatisfied. And as you'll learn in this episode, creativity means so many different things. Every single human being is inherently creative with an immense potential for imagination, and it is vital to our happiness that we find a way to express it on a daily or near-daily basis. This podcast episode will shed plenty of light on the importance of creativity in your life, spiritually speaking, even if you have previously deemed yourself as uncreative, which, by the way, is just a limiting belief that you can choose to let go of. In this episode, I am joined by the lovely Carol May, a musician, spiritual coach, and host of Her Conversations podcast. She is committed to letting people know that spirituality is not religious dogma, and neither is it woo-woo, <laughs> which I hate that word. It is simply a higher awareness of who we are and what we are aligning with in our innate abilities. And we're going to talk about cultivating creativity for spiritual growth, so stay tuned. You're about to shatter the f- out of your manifesting ceiling because you're tuning in to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast, your number one resource for grounded spirituality and working with the law of attraction the right way. I'm Sarah Ray. I'm your manifesting coach, and this is the podcast where I teach mystics like you how to manifest on purpose and hopefully get you to laugh at least once per episode. New episodes filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic come out each Friday, Give us a five-star rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes! And now, a quick word from this week's sponsor. Crystals are so much more than just fancy rocks. Their role in your spiritual practices goes far beyond being a simple and beautiful decoration. And they come into our lives to offer us guidance and healing during our spiritual awakening at the exact right time. Have you experienced this? Are you crystal curious? Or are you crystal confused? Either way, you have a spot waiting for you in our next live workshop titled Crystal Healing for Manifesting. It's time that crystal healing become crystal clear. I couldn't resist. (laughs) This workshop is happening live on October 21st, 2023, and you can go straight to spirituallyinspired.co slash CHFM to claim your ticket now or use the link in the show notes. You mystics have been asking me to teach you everything I know from nearly seven years of professional crystal healing experience, and I'm doing just that with this workshop. We are going to cover what crystals are and how they work energetically from a geological perspective, no woo-woo here, identifying crystals and their properties through science and intuition so you're not constantly Googling the meaning of your stones, how crystals can help us manifest on purpose and make quantum leaps, crafting a crystal collection that perfectly suits your manifestations, self-healing with crystal meditations and crystal grids, and how to cultivate a crystal lifestyle filled with magic and harmony, plus so much more. And upon signing up, you'll receive a companion ebook for the workshop that goes even deeper into crystal healing magic. Get all the details for this upcoming workshop and claim your ticket now by going to spirituallyinspired.co/slash/chfm or use the link in the show notes. I will see you and your crystals inside the workshop. Welcome, Carol. Thank you for joining me all the way from the UK today. It's in the afternoon for you, but it's bright and early here in Minnesota, and I am ready to talk about a very magical topic with you after having a lovely conversation for your podcast earlier this morning, which I just, I'm still buzzing from, but (laughs) right now we're going to be talking about creativity and its role in our spiritual awakening, because you have the most beautiful creative story. I can't wait to hear more about it. And I've been wanting to explore this angle on this show for some time, like bring creativity into it and its importance in spirituality but it's mm-hmm. just kind of always eluded me even though i'm kind of a creative person i like to think of myself as creative and i mm-hmm. knew it's important in manifestation but i just for some reason it was always like a block for me mm-hmm. but then carol may showed up into my life and we connected and yeah. i knew it was finally time like it was no longer a block so the universe was just waiting for you to come to me so it's time to do this topic justice so thank you for being here thank you what an introduction <laughs> <go>. yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah so you know i've got um i'm always like, yeah, creativity has always been part of my life. It's never not been something that I've done. And I think um, you know, I think, you know, if I think when when did I wake up? There's always like, you know, people ask, when did you wake up? It's like I was never, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I was never not awake, but you know, <laughs> like ultimately I was never not awake because one, I always had an awareness of there being something more. But my real um, delving into creativity and actually kind of linking it to something bigger was when I started to like really question where my ideas were coming from. Yeah. And um, so like I was always fascinated with music. There was always like musical instruments around me. So even when I couldn't even properly reach up, there was like a picture of me like four years old trying to hit the keys, you know, so the keys are above my head. And um, so then as I got older, I started to create songs. And um, initially, like when I was taking uh, music lessons, I'd have to go and buy sheet music and learn like, you know, the classics and everything like Mm -hmm. that. So initially it was like, you know, you, you, when you want to learn new music, you go to the shop and you buy a book, and that's how you get it from. But then after a while, I just started to write songs, like write poems and write songs. And I was also obsessed with the top forty as well, which is difficult because you know I'm church girl and listening to pop music on on a Sunday. Like, how dare you! Every yeah. But but also after a while, what I it was almost like a um it came as a challenge to me because I'd hear. Um, you know, favorite artists have one song and then a few weeks later, if they're any good, would have another one that was like slightly different melody and different words and everything like that. So I'd be like, I wonder if I can do that. So that's where I started to write songs and I never went to songwriting school or any learned about form or anything like that. It was just like trial and error. And then kind of like, what would happen if I did this? And what would happen if I did that? And it was when I started to be like, well, where does that stuff come from? I think mean, that was my first opening into spirit, like creativity as something that is like a, an, an extension of myself. That is not, you know, just the shop that I'd go to to buy musical scores to learn how to play music. And. Um, then I realized that I was kind of like pulling on something even though I couldn't say what it was but then I just believed in it more and more because I was always able to find new ideas, have new ideas, write them down and then elaborate on those ideas and build them up so for me there being something else was like very real for a very early age and just realizing that I could have hear these things you know wake up with songs in my head or go for a walk and have an idea or overhear a conversation and then being fed like an extra layer of it from somewhere that it was like, oh, this is a real thing, you know? So it was always part of me being like, well, yeah, of course. You know, it just as you could become very braggadocious <laughs> when you're young, it's like, oh, yeah, duh. You know, the, of course. that's that was that's kind of then been my always been my way about creativity in any any description, even to this day when I want to kind of create something or create something new, I just go into that um questioning or that openness of like I need something to fill in this spot I'm trying to do this thing what can it be and the answers will come either I'll meet people have conversations books will kind of be brought into my awareness or it and and I know that it's not just me kind of making these things happen so that's why you know I see creativity as a, a spiritual practice and um it's it's something that I'm working on at the moment like I've just launched one course so I've got to let that one ruminate <laughs> for another but as I work for the other one as well so I've got like breakdowns of how um people are able to like define creativity as a spiritual practice but people will say well I'm not a creative person I'm not a yes. spiritual person it's like well you both yeah <laughs> Whether yeah. You, you know you tip both those boxes as whether you want to acknowledge it or not is um is is what is up to you so like just points as well because i'm going to look down because i've just like it's fresh in my mind you know Right. and like and it like for starting it's like in uh creativity as a spiritual practice is then just kind of break down what creativity is and creativity is the ability to bring something from one plane of existence into a more tangible 3D plane of existence in itself. Mm. So that's just showing how – and also your – your expression of that is going to be very different than other people's expression of that. So how do you want to define what it is that's happening to you? You know, do you like you're going to keep calling it magic and woo woo and coincidence when it's like happening on a consistent basis? You know, like, where are you pulling this from? If you think of what you think that spirit is, where spirit is something that's not around you not tangible like why is spirit not as real to you as wi-fi or the wind or gravity because these are all forces that surround you 24 7 and you're completely sold on them and yet when it comes to you and something that's going to elevate your uh elevate your your own uh, idea of who you are as a being in itself to yourself, even not to anyone else. If you're like, hang on a minute, I am a creative being, look at all the shit that I'm creating. Like, why don't you wanna kind of give yourself those props when you're doing it constantly? Why does it have to be something that only, you know, like whoever you consider to be the best singer or the best artist or the best fashion designer, why is it only the purview of them when you're creating your life all the time, even in the way that you make your dinner? Even in the way that you dress yourself, even in the way that you do your gardening or, you know, there's always creativity in everything, even I hear and I, you know, I've never seen this because it's never been my mind, but even apparently accounting, you know, and numbers and things like Mm. that. Can be creative. I mean, I hear of it being creative, you know, to the to the detriment <laughs> for the, to cro- the
0: people that they're doing. Yeah, yeah it's creative yeah, but, to them. Maybe not yeah, to someone else. <laughs> but there's,
1: there's a level of creativity that you can do that. So, like, and then spirituality is that connection with something that's outside of yourself. So there, you already have proof positive that you're thinking about things. You know, if you go to bed going, "What am I going to wear tomorrow?" and you see it in your mind already, you that's 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 creativity. That's that's you talking to your spirit because you're not having the conversation with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You're communing with a greater part of yourself trying to answer these simple questions. So that, you know, just giving you like a bare bones uh, proof that you are a creative spiritual being. 24
0: yeah. seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that is such an important point. I love how you defined it as create creativity is moving from one realm to the other. Like when mm. you have the idea in your brain and then you, it somehow becomes tangible, even if it is music, it is, mm. you can hear it with your physical ears. So yeah, I love that definition of creativity and spirituality is of course like you mentioned, connecting with something higher than yourself. So when you bring these things together, there is nothing more magical. Like the creative thing is already in the other realm where the spiritual thing is as well. So it makes sense that they would converge. And Mm -hmm. of course, we've all heard of the muses, right? They're a very specific type of guide that we all have that can help you tap into your creativity. You tap into the muses. We all know what that is. Mm -hmm. That's not unheard of by any means. I also like how you already are busting beliefs. Cause I definitely wanted to talk to you about the people who say I'm not creative. Cause I think everyone who doesn't have a creative profession says I am not creative, but right. you're already saying, look at all these other ways that you create. So let, let us kind of go down that route for a little bit, just kind of lay the foundation. Mm-hmm. What if I don't feel inspired to create anything? What if I'm, I think of myself as not creative because I don't make art. I don't do music. I don't I'm not in a profession where I'm creating something with my hands. So how would you address that problem, that block that people Mm. have? I'm not creative. That
1: in itself is a creation. So I'm going to like double bluff you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's like the, the, the creativity that we have is the ability to create the life that we want to have so you know i think we spoke about this before it is literally this loop that you like a dog chasing its own tail you're like i'm not creative it's like okay then the the creative part of yourself going you are saying that i don't want to be experiencing creativity therefore you will see your life as a non-creative life you will experience your life as not creating creativity because that's what you're saying so you'll believe that and that will give you evidence of that but it, you, you always are creating things like we always are. Or if you don't want to believe that we live in a creative world, look around you in 2023. Look at the way that we're communicating in 2023. All of these were like preposterous ideas, you know, and, and who knows at what point they became real because things you know, become public domain much later than they exist anyway. Yeah. But like at some point they were not necessarily the way that people did things. So there's, you, you're always creating things. If you ever just sit down and like wonder what it would be like to eat something, you know, and you think you're not creative, it's like, oh, I'd really like a cheese sandwich, you know, and you you get yourself to the point that you're almost salivating about something that you're thinking about, that is creation. It's, you know, you are you can get yourself into the state of just like feeling it at that point. You're creating that experience for yourself. And the fact that you can think of something that isn't necessarily tangibly with you and experience it just shows you the power that you have in order to create that around yourself. You know, you can get yourself to that state. So then why not use that power to then start to create things that you want to bring into your life? The block block basically is you telling yourself that it's not possible. You you just twist it and say that it is, and it becomes real. It's like you twist the tap on and off. It's no more complicated than that, but we make it complicated because we want to kind of not be responsible for our own creativity. And, you know, for people who say that they have blocks or they don't know what to think or you have writer's blocks – There's always something to think about and write about, even if you keep a journal and just have a day where I don't know what to talk about or I don't know what to write about. Then you write about not knowing what to write about. That's the experience that you're having. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love how you touched on just briefly there for technology being a form of creation. And that just kind of opens up the door to creativity and creating being so much more than just art? Because I think Mm -hmm. when you think of creativity, you're picturing fine art, you're picturing paintings, maybe photography, some crafts, Um, you're picturing art of some kind. And Mm -hmm. I think when most people say, I'm not creative, they are really saying, I'm not an artist. But do you think IT people, people who code, consider themselves artists, maybe some of them, because it is kind of an art form, right? But they're still creating something from nothing. They still have an idea, they have a skill, and they have a platform of some kind where they go and they create the thing. So creativity is creating everything, not Mm. just art, right? And you also use the example of dressing yourself, like what's more creative or more of an expression than the way you present yourself to the world Mm. and how you speak as well. You were telling me off camera that you chose a very deliberate accent for yourself. And mm-hmm. you created that for yourself and you worked mm-hmm. on that. And okay. And that kind of leans me into my next thing is that is creativity something that you're just born with <laughs> or, and, or is it something that we have to cultivate? Like, is this something that I have to work towards? Like, am I not a creative person that I can become one? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think we, we, we're all born with creativity and we're all born with our own talents. And the, um, um, I think you can fall, you can be born with a talent. So some people are born singing and they sound like um, Barbara Streisand and Mariah Carey just off the bat, you know, they open their mouth and they're there. Um, And other people then will kind of get, uh, be like, oh, I can't sing. You know, I, I don't have a voice. And I've worked with people who have sworn black and blue that they can't sing. And I've got them singing because I just won't hear. It's like, if you can speak to me to tell me you can't sing, you've got the apparatus, the same apparatus. Your problem is that you're making a comparison with yourself and looking at yourself that way and the other but the reason that anyone that i've worked with has been able to be able to use their voice and sing to the level that they want to sing is because they've cultivated their own uh, craft basically it is a working thing with anything that we do we get better at it we get slicker at it it becomes to the point where it's it's something that we don't even think about now so you know the the fact that i can sit in front of a piano and play does it? you know that didn't happen overnight <laughs> you know there were times it looks when like I was it looked like it did though from the outside yeah <laughs> it yeah. looks it looks easy but in order to make things look easy took years and years of practice and or years and years of trying not to practice and get around it the side you know um <laughs> anything anything that looks effortless has come from years and years of somebody honing their craft and working out you know this the smoothest way from a to b basically for them um when when you make it difficult for yourself or when you avoid it then it 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 kind of creates its own block in itself really but it's always when you have something to do and you spend more time thinking about all the reasons why you don't want to do it or you procrastinate through it and you know that's another subject in itself Mm -hmm. um is that you're making it more difficult for yourself. You're making it seem like it's difficult. But I've always found any time that I've needed to practice anything, be it music or voice or anything like that, it's always thinking about how hard it's going to be. Waste so much time because the minute you get into it and you get into that flow and that enjoyment, then you end up spending two, three times longer in the moment of that freedom and that creation then you would do if you're sitting there going I can't do it I'm not Mariah I'll never have this for you know and all it's a comparison but if you are able to really tap into that flow of who you are and what your creativity feels like and you know things like surrender just let it let it come out of you without move your mind out of the way, stop comparing and thinking about all the things that it should be or it should look like, then you get used to your own resonance, which is a word that I really like to use around yeah. the work that I do. When you really tune into what your resonance is and really hone it and start to feel really in a line with the truth of who you are. And then also when you see how that like, like gifts and inspires other people then you just, you can't help but like kind of give it more energy, you know? It's just like the thinking about not doing it is way harder than the actual doing of it. We can all cultivate it and we can all reach that level of genius and mastery if we allow ourselves to be that because that's who we are ultimately.
0: I 100% agree. And science shows, studies of psychology show that you can practice your way to mastery Mm. at any point in time. If anything, you need to. Uh, there's a really great quote that i'm i'm so sorry to all my clients who you've heard me rant about this for like six like last like six weeks but it's (laughs) uh it is skill equals effort plus talent or times talent Mm -hmm. and then achievement equals effort times skill so Mm -hmm. effort counts twice and that also shows that no skill is unlearnable even if you whether whether or not you have natural talent is completely irrelevant because you can gain any skill. And this goes for anything, but specifically in creativity, because most of us see creativity right now as like a hobby. Like, oh, I like creating paintings. I like, you know, creating puzzles, or I like creating food or something like that. And we see it more of as like an outlet, as a creative outlet, which is important. Mm -hmm. But you and I are here to talk about it in a bigger sense talk about it in, a, in a deeper way so why is creativity important during your spiritual awakening how does it get to the center of that resonance that is you through the creative outlet why why do we care
1: <laughs> we care or i care um in my own in my own like journey in my own leaning back into my own creativity is because there is no other time that I'm in more communion with myself, my core self. That's when nothing else is intruding in, when when I don't care about anyone else's opinion, you know. And it's taken a while to get there because I used to, you know, as a fledgling songwriter, like write something and go, what do you think? You know, and as someone who's never written a song in their life to give them a critic, you know, and they're comparing it to, you know, so so creativity for me and getting into that space is when you're more you could not be more in line with just that communion with who you are because that's who you're listening to you know that's how if I think of the the times when I'm really in that zone people want to call it that as well um they'll get to a point sometimes I can do things where I'll, I'll have music playing in the background and then they'll get a point where I can't even have anything I need no sound whatsoever no extra sound I just need to hear You know, and it sounds super loud to me as well. You know, it's a real kind of deafening sound, deafening direction. And it's not only just audible for me when I'm on track with something, when I know I've got it right. It's just like it comes into every cell. It's that moment when you like, oh, my God, I've got it, you know, and you're jumping up and down and you feel it in every every bone of your body. Everything starts to tingle. You know that you're onto something that for you you know you know you're you're aligned with what it is that's going to represent you and you're happy you're happiest with that um I, I love know that when, feeling you know you know when you've just got it right like especially when i used to do a lot of lyric writing because you don't have very much room for maneuver when you're writing really tight lyrics i mean anything goes nowadays but i used to be really kind of specific about things and really fight to get the right words in um, and I'd, I'd I'd spend time and time over it, and the minute I'd find the right word that would just a, click everything in was I'd always say thank you. I'd always be like, oh my, thank you, you know, because I knew that it came from more than just me. So that's that's what it gives me. It gives me that pure connection that I've yet to meet um, or yet to kind of expect anybody else to give me. So it's a really private. Um, mm solitary practice you know Absolutely. that that I that that I want for myself and will keep for myself and and I wish for other people as well so that you can really have that moment of um, alignment with who you are so that you don't start to look outside in the world for it you allow other people to be who they are you you don't expect people to kind of fill a gap within yourself so you know I'd, I'd say also it's been very healing for me and it's been company for me in the moments of deepest despair that's really what creativity has done for me
0: yeah it is very comforting to kind of reach into those reserves and and create something for yourself just for the sake of creating Mm. um you you touched on a really important word privacy it's a private thing Mm -hmm. i think one of the reasons why creativity seems scary because again we have pigeonholed ourselves into thinking that creativity only means art and we see people sharing their art a lot like on whether that be on social media or through you know fairs or just saying hey check this out look I made this but it doesn't have to be that right Mm -hmm. you can it can just be only for you and no one else yeah yeah and Um, do you think it's stronger when you share it with people or do you think it's just that's just kind of irrelevant
1: um I mean, it's like you want to share it with people because it, it means so much to you. And sometimes, especially if you're writing something or, or I'm, I'm saying writing because I'm talking about my own experiences, um, but you're creating something that you want to um benefit other people or serve other people i mean in the economy that we're in nowadays or moving into the opportunity is there for anybody to be able to create their own work for themselves yeah you know use their own skill use the technology that we have to share create a business create courses, you know, For like sure. you have that opportunity. So whatever you do, even if you don't think you you are a creator as such, you know, even if you are like a mathematician or a, a an accountant, you could create a course that, you know, make accountancy sexy, you'd sell out, you'd like hit some, you know, absolutely holy grail of seven figures that everyone talks about in the entrepreneur world. But you know, there's that creativity. So I think, I think when it comes to sharing our creativity we want people to receive from it what we intend ideally um and it's it just depends if people are open to receive what you're what you're offering you know and and also where they're coming from because sometimes people will come and hate uh, but they're coming from a, a different aspect it's not necessarily that they they have um, something uh useful to kind of like feedback to you, you know, like you yeah. know, like if you've got this course, let's use it for example, okay, I've created this course, I'm gonna make numbers sexy. And then someone would be like, nah, you know, you don't know where you're coming from. It's like, where are they coming from? Were they the right person that you were speaking to? Or then you share it with someone else and going. do you know what I've always wanted to do? This has helped me change my life. You know, those are the responses that we want, really. Um, so it, it depends on your intention of sharing. But then also when you get feedback, you have to kind of like be cognizant of where people are coming from, because it's not always coming from a point of just feeding back gently to you it's you know they might be seeing you tap into your creativity and then it opens up for them the ways that they are not and they don't know how to handle that within themselves so the easiest way to do that is to kind of push back negatively against you so you you need to really build a um, solid connection with your own creativity and your own intention around that but also know that not everyone's going to love what you do and be okay with that.
0: Yeah, and that is a huge expansion opportunity in itself learning how to um be okay with that. I was just listening to an interview with Lisa Kudrow yesterday. She is oh, wow. the woman that plays Phoebe Buffay on Friends. I mean, and I just I like listening to her talk because she's very intelligent and she made a comment about how if you're going to create things, you have to be okay with disappointing people. That is mm-hmm. just the way that it, the way that it comes. But then she went on to say and I bring up Lisa Kucho because I didn't want to take credit for this, but I just thought it was really profound. She went on to say that um, the reason you create things is not for the people to, who dislike them, it's for the people who are obsessed with them and can't get enough of them. And people who see your creation and it resonates with them so deeply that it changes their lives. Right. That's why you create things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And um, people who hate on things that you create, I mean, is it for them? No. no, no. You it's know, not. I... I was, I was
1: thinking about that, like especially over the past few months where I've really kind of got back into being super consistent with the, the podcast because so there were a few moments where life took over and I was like, I need to just do life for a moment. Um, but, you know, years ago I had, you know, I'm not gonna give them the benefit of, of airtime to like name them, but two people who were very close, you know, close family members who really laid into me about having a podcast and how much of a dumb idea it was and how nobody was listening and it wasn't worth anything and i wasn't making any money and it was like all the reasons why they thought it wasn't a good idea you know and it's just like i was just thinking Do you know it's so i'm so well one i knew that where they were coming from anyway i knew they were deeply unhappy people so it didn't yeah. really get to me on that level but it was just like to be so um blatant as to be so in front of someone going your idea is terrible these are the reasons why you know and just really listing them especially coming from people who um are not creating anything in their life so a lot of the time that's where that's coming from but i you know i was never going to give it up because i just don't give up because people tell me they don't like stuff that's never been the case (laughs) but you know when i think about it like years later i'm like let me think of the hundreds of people that i've met and spoken to over the years because i had this podcast when else can you just send someone an email and go hi do you want to have a chat it just doesn't happen like that yeah i mean that's how we got connected exactly (laughs) you know and i know that we're social nowadays you know we're more social than we were but there's still like a barrier of entry to to most people so that creation has not only help people you know like you know like kind of crossing over platforms making connections um you know getting feedback and sometimes people listen to my podcast and then they follow through on whoever's been on and that kind of opens up their own business you know they find a client through that it's just kind of creating networks and creating community in a way that would never happen so that was my creation that was my idea you know if I didn't follow through on that I would not have any of those things so sometimes as well you need to be p- patient with your creator with your creation because sometimes you don't even recognize the benefit that it is going to have for you and other people and also the person that it's going to make of you you know it's going to grow you in ways that you would never ever believe had you not followed through. So, you know, there's so many. That's so true. Yeah, but just go for it. I I would say play with creativity. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, it is. And I just cannot emphasize enough that how many different ways you can use your creativity. Like you even just mentioned creating something in the community. Like you could go and create a book club and that's being creative, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like anything that you have an idea of that materializes in the physical world that you are excited about, that you are intrinsically motivated, to create, you're not being paid to do it. You're not doing this because of some other agenda. You're doing it because you want to. Mm. That changes your energy, that changes your mind, that it gives the universe an opportunity to to send you magic through that yeah. those creative ways in ways that we can't predict as coaches because that's yeah. the magic of the universe right there when you yeah. open up creatively. And we also can talk about create creating in like the sense of manifesting where you mm. create your vision in your head Um, And I know you're very good at manifesting near instantly, almost instantly. (laughs) Uh, You create the vision in your head and then you do a couple of things and then there it is. Boom. Hmm. You created Hmm. it. So I want to ask you, what would you tell someone if they say, I want to create something, but I don't know what to create. I don't feel inspired. I don't have skills. I don't have resources, but they, they have this drive. How can someone start cultivating more creativity in their life as a spiritual practice, mm. um, stop
1: by like stop making it so big. <laughs> <making> it so <laughs> yes, heavy. because it it, re- it really isn't that. Um, I, I the reason that I kind of laugh and giggle about stuff is because like my life is light. And that's not just to say that I don't have stuff that to deal with. It's not the case at all. I'm a human being on Earth in 2023. There's a lot going on, right? Hmm. But also I get I get to kind of do things like that where it just kind of drops into my mind going, you thought of this. The only reason you're having this conversation and doing this thing is because you followed through on that little idea. There's always you're like you always have like a little idea of something. You know, like there's always a way that you can be like you can create something even if you think, oh, I'm not creative. How can I do it? You, you don't have to go out by like a, a box of paints and an easel and that you, you don't have to kind of go to that level already. It might be that you just want to go and walk around the park and, and listen to a podcast and just think about something, you know, just think about an idea. And just kind of like think about a conversation you might have based on what you've learned, even in your own head. That's a creation, you know, or or just kind of think about the day that you've had or think about the way that you're putting your clothes. You know, like th- there are so many small things that you can do. Like we all get up and brush our teeth and put clothes on and do our hair a certain way. I hope you do. <laughs> you know, you, you, tr- yeah. <laughs> like, just, you know, like, try it for a while and <laughs> see how that goes. But there's always something that you can do that can, like, be creative. Or, for instance, like, here's another thing to do. If you always come out of your house, and unless you live in a dead end, you always turn left, t- try turning right. Mm. What happens then, you know? Or right with a different hand. Just kind of, like, break your own pattern. By breaking mm-hmm. the own, the, the ridges that you've kind of like built for your life that are automatic, just do things in a different way and try and like break your own patterns. You're creating something new. You know, like if you want to go down the science part of it is those neural pathways that you're starting to kind of build a new one for yourself. Just break your own patterns. And do, like, the tiniest things in a different way. And you might, you know, it might just throw something off for you and open something else up. So make it small. It doesn't have to be big. Like, it gets bigger. You know, it doesn't come – it doesn't start – I didn't, like, press – play and like publish on my first episode and end up at episode 157 like I have to go through one (laughs) yeah
0: that's so true and and that kind of circles back to something else I want to talk about was practice this idea of continuing to do it again and again people get really turned off when it's not perfect the first time and they use that as an excuse to stay in their fear and to stay in their patterns so Mm -hmm. I, I like how you brought that up that we can continue doing this over yeah. and over again and make the small changes. Like yeah. if you're if you're feeling called to go all in, freaking do it. I'm not stopping you, but it does seem to be more effective to make small changes over time than it mm. is to I'm going to wake up tomorrow and decide that I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to paint for 45 minutes and then I'm going to go for a run that I, even though I haven't ran in five years and yeah, <laughs> make small changes. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And just to add
1: uh, uh, um, something that I always got told about practice and I'm, I can only relate it to be mean like music and everything like that there was always this thing about like, you know, practice makes perfect. And it is kind of like, that's not really what it is. It's like practice needs to be perfect practice and practice. Perfect practice means that you need to really slow down and really notice the details. Like for me, it would be noticing where I'm putting my fingers, noticing where I'm making the turns on the keyboard and playing it at such a slow down pace that I can see the minute moves that I'm making and, and really um, kind of like make the adjustments on a slow minute level so that then I can speed up and the practice then can be a perfect practice and then when it comes to practice you're not practicing to get it right you're practicing to the point where you don't get it wrong and that's yes. like the level of like ultimate mastery as well which is you know people go oh, I'm not making mistakes i like are you like play 101 time? Because you know that you might, you might get through the first 100 times playing it perfect. The one afterwards will be like, there's that slip, there's that tiny thing. You're always trying to get to the point where like mistakes don't happen. And we probably may never get there on many different things that we're trying to do in our lifetime. So just remember, it's always like a constant build up, a a constant honing of your craft and let it be that. Let it be, let it be that, you know, don't Mm -hmm. beat yourself up for not being there because we've always got something to learn
0: well i can hear people saying it now well if i can't be perfect what's the point of practicing carol <laughs> i've well, i have been asked that question if it's not going to be perfect if there's always more to learn then what's the point of starting if i can't reach a finish line a, a supposed perfect situation then what's the point like this is a le- really legitimate question and we're circling it to Creativity. If I can't master the skill at one hundred percent and never make any mistakes, then why should I even bother? It's Mm. a really existential question. What do you think?
1: There, like, there is nobody on the face of this planet that is like perfect. Like even the masters, you know, the, the master maestros, the people that I watch playing piano when it sounds like water and I'm just like, damn, I like messed up. I like missed about 20 years of practice that will get me to that level of skill in this lifetime. And the only reason they get there is because they spend seven, eight, nine hours a day, even at the level of mastery constantly getting to the point so if you just think that you watch someone and they're perfect you're just watching a snippet in time you might watch like a good performance a good live performance of those but I've watched like many different um, musicians play on on live and I've heard them make mistakes live as well you know and you you may not like you may not hear them like to the untrained ear the reason you don't necessarily notice it is because they don't turn around and storm off stage and go that's yeah. it fucked up concert know <laughs> it's like they manage to kind of go through them so you don't necessarily know it's only when you kind of practice over you'll be like wow they slipped up there you know but as long as people don't react to it um, and just keep going through and know that it's always going to happen. We, you know, we've got human bodies working here trying to do magical things. So every now and again, the physical is just going to, you know, slip up or your mind is going to kind of like go into like your shopping list for a second and you come back and realize that you're on So I'm, I'm saying it because I've done it. <laughs> and you have that moment yeah. where you just kind of go somewhere and come back and go, oops, it, you know, it well, happened, I'm in the middle like, of playing
0: a piano right now in front of a bunch of people.
1: Yeah, there's there's always those moments where your head's not quite there. So Mm -hmm. not wanting like looking for perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. No one plays Mm -hmm. perfectly. They don't. They play really well. They might be playing at a level of 30 years of well but they will mess up sometimes, you know, and if you practice as much as they do, you might hear it. Not that you're listening for someone's mistake, but just to know that even at that level, people make errors and they make errors in public. It's just, you might not catch
0: them. Yeah. Perfection does dis-
1: exist.
0: Yeah, perfection does not exist, absolutely. And they get discouraged too. The mm. people who we, des- who we see as masters get discouraged. And you mentioned comparison. Comparison is the fief of joy. Like it really does, it ruins everything. So when you decide that you want to learn how to play the piano as a creative outlet and then you're comparing yourself to the professionals of the world, th- how big is your motivation? It's not. Yeah. Because you think that they're perfect because you see only the tip of the iceberg. You only see what 10,000 hours of practice spread over 30 years mm. can do for someone honing in a skill. Mm. Um yeah.
1: yeah. Or you listen to a studio recording, you don't know how many overdubs were made there, how many edits. You watch the a live performance. You don't even when you watch live performances on TV, there's a lot of technology that goes into there to make amazing people look flawless. It's not necessarily the case, you know. So oh, fake. <laughs> much of it is, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. You know, and yeah. we're we're moving into the age of AI where you have to be like doubly careful now mm-hmm. to not like believe everything that we see online and start. Uh, c- um, comparing ourselves to things that actually don't exist in the physical they're just you know fag- fragments of um of the the programmer's imagination so yeah. like don't compare yourself just kind of look if you want to compare yourself to anything compare your progress to yourself the moment yes. that you decided that you were going to do it and then like see where you are a month later see where you are two months later, what are you writing now? Can you, can you do things that you couldn't do when you first, you know, compare your own progress to yourself, not to anyone else, because you don't know they're just giving you the 22nd reel, you know, (laughs) of the good stuff.
0: (laughs) Even a 22nd reel will take them two hours to make like, and I know this because I've tried (laughs) that's hard to make. And, you know, being a creative person has given me so much more appreciation especially in the online space like i've done the videos i've done the reels i've done the online entrepreneurship i'm still doing it so when i see people you know who pump out daily high quality youtube videos or something like that i go damn i have high respect for that like i'm not going oh my god i'm not doing that i suck i don't deserve it i don't deserve my manifestation that's not what i'm saying at all i go wow good for them yeah. that they can create at such a high level
1: And now I'm creating
0: this over here because we all have our own style of creativity, too, right? Where you you might create at a way higher level than what I am able to create, but I enjoy the process just as much as you enjoy the process. And that's what's most important, along with connecting with that that deeper part of yourself, that soul part of yourself, that God part of yourself, that Mm. really only creating something and making something new in this world can really tap into it, as you mentioned in the beginning
1: yeah no i agree with you i mean there are people that i watch on youtube that they like well there's a couple that i watch every now and again they travel around the world i'm like how many cameras are they traveling with you know and they're pumping out like 45 minute long documentaries with drone shots and clear hd level like you it's know the, the level of the amount of footage that you need to take the I know how long it takes to cut a video just even like some crunchy thing that I'm trying to do right even <laughs> just like the, the
0: slapdash stuff that I do like, it takes forever
1: <laughs> so I you know I hats off to them because they you know one they're living their creativity mm-hmm. um and they're putting it out but putting it out at such a high level but I know that it takes so much to get there. And you know, sometimes if you go back and look at the first videos that they put out, when they just had their iPhones or whatever, you know, when they just started kind of putting one foot in front of the other, just like always look back and see where people begin. You know, they they just took the chance and they looked at the the things that they had and the tools that they had and went, you know, I'm just gonna get going and then see how see how consistent I am with this, see how I I grow with this. And then maybe I'll invest, you know, more in myself, get better equipment, you know, get someone to kind of invest in me, get lessons, just, just start really where you are and see how you feel for it. Because sometimes the idea of doing something, um, doesn't feel nice on the inside, you know, it looks really good and the, the, the output is great, but it might not completely align with you.
0: You d- you yeah. just have to try, you just have to start. Yeah, that is so important. Ah, oh. I just want to let that sink in for a minute. Just start. It's Mm -hmm. okay if it's not perfect because perfect doesn't exist.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The whole point of creativity is to keep going. Like you don't paint once, right? You don't make one video. You don't make one podcast. You don't do it all just once. You keep going. Wow. I love how this conversation of creativity also turned into like a conversation of perseverance and practice. Mm. You often don't associate creativity with that sort of thing. We think it's a natural talent, but... Talent is a, is a myth. It doesn't really exist because it's all skill. Yeah. So I love how you are bringing this to light here. And it's really important that we talk about this on a regular basis. So thank you for sharing thank that you. with us, Carol. Huh? How about you take a moment here to tell us a little bit more about where we can find you, what you have going on, what you're creating
1: mm-hmm. out in the
0: world for us to enjoy?
1: sure sure so the easiest place to find me is on my website so everything kind of is there and goes out um so my website address is carolmaywittit.com. so c-a-r-o-l M-A-E-W-H-I-T-T-I-C-K dot com. I count my fingers when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> How many Ts do I have in the T's and I's? <laughs> make sure have got it. So it's just got a link there, and you can see the podcasts I've got as well. Like Sarah Way was on Sarah Ray was on mine just yes. a moment ago as well. Her so resonance. Yeah. So yeah, and that in itself came from creativity as well. That higher energetic resonance just came to me when I was shooting a music video like long story you know (laughs) so that idea came to me from there um just those words I didn't even know that I was going to do a podcast even that it was just that acronym and I didn't know what to do with it so I have that um the conversations and then the inspirations which are solo episodes where it's just me and the mic riffing about different things and kind of doing like a bit of sharing and wisdom and coaching on that as well um and then uh, as well as that, I do one-to-one spiritual life coaching. And then I've just launched a course. So I'm just in the kind of the infancy of coaching, of, of launching it. And it's called Your Awakened Voice. And it's a, a voice course that is a, a holistic um approach to getting your expression you know because a lot of people have so much um, blockages and trauma around their voice because they've been told that they can't sing or they've got a crappy voice or whatever so it's not only just dealing with the breathing and the technique of it the vocal techniques but it's also a deeper healing kind of program so it goes into the spiritual aspect of your voice and why it's important but also healing those blocks using finding the own resonance of your own particular voice but then also healing yourself with your own voice um, and the only reason I know that that works is like I said to you before I went through such a transformation with my own voice as well not only just in terms of the accent and like the intonation all that kind of stuff but also the resonance of it and really kind of clearing up a lot of the healing that I needed to do from my own vibration and if we understand vibration it's like if you resonate your own truth you will then resonate and attract other people who resonate truth to you as well so it's that kind of it all helps everyone that's the idea of that one
0: it absolutely does help everyone that's beautiful what a an important topic to have Helping people with right now is using your own voice, clearing those throat chakras for the whole collective. Yay. Well, thank you again for being here to talk about this incredibly beautiful topic. Thank you for letting me on your podcast where we had a fantastic conversation. Definitely go and listen to it. And I hope we can connect again soon and talk more about all your spiritual wisdom because you clearly are. Very intelligent and very spiritual, and I could listen to you talk forever. It's a good thing you have a <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
1: Great, thank you very much. Yes.
0: I love a beautiful British accent. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carol May, for joining us for this beautiful and really inspiring conversation. I really enjoyed this topic and I had been waiting to do this topic with the perfect guests and you delivered, girl. Thank you for being here. So the three biggest takeaways I have from this episode are, number one, you are creating your life all the time. The way in which you do the things you do is a version of your creative spirit expressed. And everything you do is creative. And spirituality is that connection to something, capital S, bigger than yourself outside of yourself. Spiritual creativity is moving things from one realm to another and envisioning the thing within yourself and bringing it to the physical space. I just love that definition of creativity. Absolutely beautiful and inspiring. And number two, kind of alluded to in this number one, is that creativity is everything, really. This is another word for manifesting. Creating is everything. You look around and everything you see was created from nothing. Everything you see around you was just an idea in someone's head at some point. And then it created itself in all different ways in the physical form. And that is absolutely incredible. From technology to clothing to art and anything else in between, everything is a result of creativity from somebody. And number three, cultivating your chosen craft is crucial in reaching a point of effortless creativity. When things look effortless or appear easy, it's really the result of countless hours of practice and effort and indulging in that particular creative craft. And for the most part, this really is a solitary experience between you and spirit. So break down your patterns if you want to create something new and dive into deliberate practice if you really want to reach that point of Effortless ease and connection to spirit in this way. If you enjoyed this episode about cultivating creativity, and if this idea of deliberate practicing and creating something from nothing but your effort really resonates, I highly recommend reading or listening to the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, which I have talked about on this podcast. I've also talked about it in our group. And so I I highly recommend it. You can find a link to it at spirituallyinspired.co slash books, plus a bunch of other books that I love to recommend to people. And that's one of the most common questions I get asked is what books do I recommend? Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash books and read Grit specifically if this episode is really resonating with you. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been episode 156 of the spiritually inspired podcast titled Creativity for Spiritual Awakening with Carol May Wittick. I am your host and manifesting coach, Sarah Ray. And as you go on your way today, know that I'm sending you an abundance of love, light, and inspiration. Blessed be. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The mystical one you are warmly invited to our next reiki share inside of our free facebook group twice per week i go live on camera to offer channeled guidance from spirit and healing energy to all those who need it and want it with replays always available and i would be honored if you would be a part of these magical circles go to spirituallyinspired.co free group to become a member for free and get your fill of healing crystal reiki I can't wait to see you in the group. Bye, friends.